Construction.net. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Condon, hour number two, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you until noon. Coming up, we'll talk to Dave Sproud, covers Iowa State, 1430 on the AM dial. He'll join us, so about 25 minutes after 11 o'clock. Then we'll give four of you an opportunity to grab a group of horses. We'll put horses in groups of five. And uh, if, you're, if your horse wins the Derby, you will get a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up will get a $25 gift certificate. So we'll do that. That's how the Claxons giveaway comes this morning. Well, speaking of giving money away, Trent Condon. Ooh, did they ever. Did the D ever give money away? <laughs> Part of the, uh, the Derek Stevens umbrella, the D on Fremont Street. In downtown Las Vegas, Mike Palm, that's where you can find him most weekends. And they had a slot machine hit for just under $1.5 million. Wow, that's got to be the biggest one you've had uh, in your career, or am I wrong, Mike Palm? No, this is uh, it's the biggest one. I think now in the last three years we've given away eight of a half a million or more, this being the biggest one. There's been three over a million, and as you said, 1.4, almost 1.5 million uh, on the Wheel of Fortune. Was that a progressive slot, Mike? It had to be, right? Yeah, it's a it's a wide area of progressive. So amongst the Wheel of Fortunes uh, gotcha. ar- around the Las Vegas area, all built into that progressive. That's a heck of a prize, regardless. So, what was the? Uh, I mean, obviously, it was euphoria. I'm assuming when the person hit it. Were you? Did you happen to be there, Mike, when the jackpot was hit? I was not. It was actually <laughs> a lady was playing with her husband's card, so we thought it was a man. You know, the report that we get automatically. Um, but it was uh, was the wife. They're a Oklahoma City couple. He's a truck driver, um, and uh, she's a, re- a retired teacher. Wow. I love to see it. Life-changing. That is absolutely incredible. Well, great stuff there. Of course, the D along with Circa down there on Fremont Street. Circa, the NFL draft comes and goes. Saw Brees Hall there, the Cyclone, and always uh, good footage that was happening there. Uh, final takeaway from the NFL draft, looking back upon it, and, and what you guys did for it at Circa and Stadium Swim. You know, I think it was it was better than expected. Uh, we make a small loser with the book, but you know, we were expected a bigger loser. Um, it was good for Vegas. I mean, a lot of people were here, mm-hmm. not just the athletes that were being drafted, but a lot of celebrities, a lot of other athletes from other sports. I really think, uh, and I agree that you know, in four or five years, maybe they get out of this rotation. The NFL just decides, hey, we're gonna we're gonna have the draft in Vegas every year. Right. I mean, who's looking forward to going to Kansas City next year? Yeah, just that's a great point. I mean, mm-hmm. good luck, Kansas City. Top this, right? You're on the clock, uh, which is not going to happen. So I know I know that when we spoke with you last week, Circa was sold out last week. Obviously, you had a bunch of folks that were in for the draft. And, and as the days went on, Mike, seemingly, I mean, Thursday was a madhouse down in front of the Bellagio, right? Um, most people just kind of stayed back at their wherever they were staying. You guys were packed over 
over the weekend. Um, but if you had to come up with a you know percentage of people that you thought stayed at at your properties because of the NFL draft, any idea what that would be? Um, maybe it's in the twenties, the low twenties. Uh, that gave us the compression to sell out. Um, but you know, so many people visited to come to Stadium Swim and the Sportsbook because of it. We get a lot of a visitation of people staying on the Strip or other downtown uh, uh, properties for because those are two destination places, especially the the Stadium Swim. So Stadium Swim was absolutely wild on on Friday for the second and third rounds, and then and then packed on Saturday and and, and a, a above average crowd on Sunday as well. You mentioned Brees Hall, funny. He came down to Project Barbecue, which is connected there to Circa, mm-hmm. right on the corner. But he he stayed uh, for four nights and his family and friends at the D because he was a month shy of his twenty first birthday. Oh no, into Circa! <laughs> oh, no, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, I never thought of that. Right, no. it's, it's adults only over there. Oh, <laughs> that that's great stuff. Uh, who else? Uh, anybody else make their announcement uh, at at Circa during the draft? Uh, we had uh, we had a couple guys that ended up not getting drafted uh, that were there in the second and third round. Uh, obviously, Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. Um, Thibodeau was 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 there. He was at our place Wednesday. Then he had to be at Bellagio uh, or at the link there for the draft on Thursday. He came back and he had his after party at Circa at Legacy Club on Friday, and they did uh, he did on Saturday a pool party out at. Stadium swimming had one of the uh, uh, one of the super cabanas, and then it, you know who else was there was Coach Ryan Day of Ohio State. He and three of his assistant coaches actually stayed at Circa Thursday and Friday, and nice. did a, did a pool day on Friday as well. Nice, that is absolutely great. You know, uh, looking to the future, we've been talking here in our space in Iowa a lot about NIL here lately. I know in the college sports landscape, it's really dominated the conversation, and and a thought popped into my head. It's the wild, wild west out there right now. And you think wild, wild west, a lot of people think of Nevada and what it's been in Vegas recently. Is there anything stopping a casino, a sportsbook operator, from doing an NIL deal with a college athlete? And and maybe how that could change things, and I'm thinking specifically about UNLV. We've been talking with our lawyers, and it's going to come down to, is the NCAA going to legislate anything overall? Are the conferences themselves going to legislate anything with NIL? And then the schools. It's, it really will come down to the schools. Uh, will casinos be allowed? Will gaming be allowed? Especially if the athlete's under 21. Maybe not, but we think we have an advantage with Stadium Swim since Stadium Swim itself is not a, is not a gaming property, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it, I think there's some opportunity for us with Stadium Swim to do some sponsorship deals. And you're right, with, with the UNLV athletes, but even, even a lot of athletes, in Michigan, be associated with Derek, or or, or in the desert Southwest with, with with the Pac-12 or even the Mountain West. Let's get into the NBA. Uh, we've uh, the first round was outstanding. The second round has been well. The Golden State series been good. Of course, Boston, uh, Milwaukee got them big game one. Boston turned the tables game two. Where have, uh, what are you seeing the public? How have the public fared uh, so far in the second round of these NBA playoffs, Mike? And the public's doing okay because they can display the points with the uh, play the points with the Heat without Embiid with the Sixers. Uh, the public was on the favorite again uh, with Phoenix in both of those games. So public's doing okay there. Mixed bag with Boston and 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 Milwaukee. Um, we win the first game, but you know the public came back with uh, 
the public and the Sharps came back with Boston in the second game, and that was that was some gravy for them. That was that was over early. So it, it, it'll be interesting here. The Golden State and and, and Memphis series is really two way action. We we're getting a ton of right, but we're really not having any big decisions on it. See the uh, news Embiid maybe going to trade yeah. to try to make it a go tonight. And I saw it circa. You guys were at four at last check uh, yesterday evening. Now it has dropped to one, the uh, point spread there. Just shows you, obviously, what a huge difference Embiid is and whatever he can give to that Sixer series. Speaking of series, series prices, always a fun thing to dabble on. We talked about that a lot during the first round of the NBA playoffs. Uh, do you know offhand currently where you guys are, that Memphis-Golden State series? Get the split for Golden State. Felt like they probably could have won both of those games. But is Golden still still a pretty significant series favorite in that game, in that matchup? Yeah. I, I I looked yesterday and I thought they were close to four dollars. Okay. Uh, even with the split, um, it, it's funny on the on the seventy sixer series. The mall shot said before the series, you know, if you like Philadelphia and you think that Embiid can come back for Game Three, wait and bet this series after they blow the first two games in Miami, and you're probably going to get you know six fifty seven dollars on them. That happened, but there's still, you know, the, still the line is only plus five dollars on the seventy six or so. It. I don't know if it's enough to bet it, and at least until you see Embiid play a game, it might adjust dramatically if they look good and he looks healthy tonight. But uh, it was an interesting theory, but I'm always hoping to get a better price after game two. We'll get the circa millions and circa survivor in a minute. As I see, there's some news, and there'll be more news coming out on the 17th of May. Uh, but Mike, I want to ask you about. Uh, look, there's there's very few sure things when it comes to betting, right? In fact, there's none. But we're seeing one that comes maybe as close as we've seen in some time, and that's betting against the Cincinnati Reds, who are putrid. Started the se- started the season two and two. Since then, they're one and twenty. Can you guys come up with a price? I mean, what do you have to do price wise? to start getting bets on Cincinnati because, my gosh, they're a terrible team. It's interesting tonight, right? Uh, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati is only about a $1.35 favorite. I think we opened it at $1.28, and they're betting it up to about $1.35, $1.37 right now. God, they get three in the top of the first at Miller Park, and yeah. Hunter Green gives up three solo home runs in the bottom of the first. I mean, it's, it's, it's not even close. You can't make the prices high enough. It's deep. We're opening, you know, we open Milwaukee 240 to 260 every game. It's interesting tonight. I mean, if they get waxed again by Pittsburgh, is Pittsburgh going to be a eighty favorite on the road at Cincinnati? That's probably, you know, where would you find a lower price on Cincinnati than at home against Pittsburgh right, right now? I'm, I'm trying to think of another team in the National League. Can't really think of it where, where that matchup would be because the Marlins have played okay. Mm-hmm. The, the whole NL West playing good ball that seems like a really deep division so this is probably the, 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 the you know the, the worst price you'll get on the reds all year might be tonight mike uh talking a little bit earlier we were talking about betting baseball here on the show and and i was wondering can you bet do you guys have it circa series prices up where you bet the three game series it just happens over the course and if you do what would you make the series this weekend with the reds and pirates yeah, we don't have series pricing in baseball at this point. I guess you'd have to make the Pirates about a dollar eighty, maybe a dollar ninety in a in a three game series in that situation. I don't know that any of the pitching matchups 
<laughs> these two teams, you can, <laughs> can you put a circle around any pitcher and say they should be a, a $2 favorite? Not really. Right, yeah. I mean, Molly hasn't really even been that good for Cincinnati. So there's, mm-hmm. there's really very little difference in the, in the pitchers, in the starting pitchers. And that's why you see the, the Reds consistently plus 190, plus $2, plus 210 to open every single day. It's like a free square, it really is. Well, Circus Sports is going to uh, bring back Circa Millions and Circus Survivor. When, uh, when the schedule comes out on Thursday, when will you and Derek and the team over at Circa, when will we know what the guarantee is going to be and the particulars of this coming football season contest, Mike? Yeah, so Derek teased the commercial we made about what's the guarantee, um, and that's going to play from now until next Sunday. Then on Monday the 16th, we will put out the rules. Uh, so you'll know on Monday the 16th what the guarantee is going to be, the rule sets, and then on Tuesday the 17th at 8 a.m. Pacific, we'll start taking registration. Will you treat Christmas Day in a similar fashion? It's its own uh, entity, if you will. I think there's going to be three games three. on Christmas Day, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. We've written up, but we finally find about 30 minutes before you guys called me. We, we all came to agreement on our rule set to pay out how deep we're going in the quarters, what the amounts are, um, whether there's going to be a million dollar guarantee bonus in the, in the survivor. And, uh, there, and I'll give you a little spoiler there. There, there may be one with a twist. Uh, we're set for all that as long as the schedule comes out and the games are all laid out the way we think they are with. You know, the Christmas Day becomes its own. We thought we would have to combine two games on Christmas Day, maybe with the Thursday night game, but it looks like it's going to be its own week. Oh, that's going to be great. Looking forward to that. And we'll be talking about that a whole lot more here in the coming weeks. Well, it is Derby weekend. What does Derby weekend mean in Las Vegas? Uh, what it is, the build up to it? And I don't know, Mike, are we, I'm not a horse guy. Ken's our horse guy here. Are you a horse player? Oh, I am. I used to be a lot bigger horse player and a harness player, mm. uh, especially. You know, I just don't have the time, especially with the baby, to yeah. follow up the lead-up to the derby. I, I spent, while well, the baby was up last night, probably four hours <laughs> watching videos on some of these prep races, just so I have uh, a little bit of knowledge, one, for my show today to talk about it, and then, two, to make a few friendly wagers. But we, we offer the Paramutual at Circa. We have the full uh, Oaks card today and the full Derby card tomorrow from Churchill that we offer Paramutual on. And our other uh, entities in Nevada, the four other books, D, Golden Gate, The Pass, and Tuscany, we offer fixed fixed price wagering. Nice. So you can bet a win price, but it's on the ticket, right? It, you know, you'll know if, mm-hmm. if you bet a horse 20 to 1, it's not going to move. And then we offer, we're going to offer 20 matchups as well in the Derby on that. That's the biggest ask amongst horse bettors in North America right now is fixed odds pricing in the wind pool. That's what they want to see. They want to know when they make their bet, that's what they're going to get instead of the odds changing as the field comes to the top of the stretch. You break, you thought you, you know, you got three to one on a horse. All of a sudden he's at the top of the stretch. You look up at the board and he's nine to five. Uh, that's the way the paramutual system, it's, it just lags behind. Um, you're, you're doing it the right way, Mike Palm. Good stuff. Not surprised. Circus sports. Of course, circus available here right in the state of Iowa. You can download the app Circa in the state of Iowa. Mike Palm joins us each and every Friday. We are getting closer to Millions and Survivor and all those details coming up. Mike Palm, enjoy the Derby tomorrow. Enjoy your week. Thanks for coming on as always, Mike. Yeah, thanks. Good luck, guys. Thank good, you. Good to talk to you. Mike Palm from Circa Sports as we talk uh, to our friends in Las Vegas. That is great. The fixed odds thing and that 
That was the first way that I really bet on horses because I was just betting offshore. Right. And that's what they give you. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, yeah, just bet to win. And that's how I bet the Derby was betting it that way. And then mm-hmm. I learned, well, that's not really the well, way. Well, Chris, Chris Williams learned the hard way. Do you remember that ticket that he oh, bought? Yes. They capped his price if he would have, you know, lives in Bondurant. If he would have gotten in his car and driven, I don't know. Ten eight, minutes. Eight minutes, ten minutes to Altoona and actually put the money through the window. Uh-huh. He left hundreds or was it thousands? I think it was thousands. I think it was the, over a thousand uh, of dollars on the table because he bet offshore and they capped the exotic prices offshore. He learned a hard, expensive lesson. Let's see if we can put a thousand dollars in somebody's pocket, shall we? It's time for another thousand dollar home run. Simply go to kxno.com where you can enter this nationwide contest. Enter the keyword pay, pay. At kxno.com, pay at kxno.com, your chance to win $1,000. Dave Sproul on Iowa State will give four of you a group of five horses each in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, Claxons giveaway coming up here at about 11.50. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.0. Why should you apply for a career with Wolf Construction? It's exciting and it's fresh and it's new every day. It creates new challenges and opportunities each day. I wouldn't want to work anywhere else but Wolf Construction. You can look around and go, wow, look what we've accomplished today as a Wolf team. Wolf offers competitive pay. The benefits are great. They have a matching 401k. Don't wait. Apply today at Wolf Construction. Get on board here. Join us here at Wolf Construction. Sign up and let's go. Wolf Construction is a great place to be. Apply today. Wolf Construction. That's off. The Grumpy Goat Tavern provides a rustic, comfortable atmosphere with reclaimed barnwood, sleek modern finishes, and a -a one-of-a-kind environment that you have to see to believe. Featuring a fresh menu, friendly neighborhood service, 50 tap beers, and sports. The Grumpy Goat Tavern is the place to be for any occasion. Catch all of the games all summer long at the Grumpy Goat Tavern with two locations in West Des Moines and one on First Street in Ankeny. Grumpy Goat is more than just a restaurant. It's local. It's for you. It's your tavern. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call one 800 <laughs> Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Coming up in about 20 minutes, four of you will have an opportunity to try and win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons. Claxons, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Uh, Claxon's Barbecue, about 10 minutes before the hour of noon. Let's get to Dave Sproul. He covers Iowa State, 1430 on the AM dial. Kind of a lull in the action covering Iowa State, I'm assuming. What, um, well, we heard the Gabe Kalsher news, which was expected, but uh, Gabe Kalsher made it official. Dave Sproul, how are you? I am very, very well. And, yeah, no no surprise to see Gabe uh, coming back to Iowa State. I don't know uh how many other programs he would be a good fit for, considering he's not a great shooter. He really buys in on the defensive end, though, and that's a, a lot of value for a guy like T.J. Otzelberger. And there just aren't 
a great deal of programs right now that are embracing a defensive identity in the way Iowa State is. Maybe that'll be a trend sometime. Maybe it won't, but it's really what makes Gabe Kalser a good fit for Iowa State and probably not a great fit for a lot of other programs. Shooting the three-point ball, never a strength. Though he had a couple of moments yeah. overall, that's kind of been his career. Very streaky, more cold than hot. But, you know, that game against Wisconsin where he was really making a concerted effort to get into the paint. You see guys as they get later in their career really understanding their strengths. Does Is that maybe a, a hope at the very least that he's learning, hey, shooting the basketball, you can do it at times, but your best way to be an impactful offensive player is getting to the rim and making plays in the paint. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see what, what T.J. Altsberger might think about that or what Gabe himself might think about that when we get closer to basketball season and, and see if he can redefine his role in a way because you know during times last season when he stepped up and have one of the, the few games where he really, really shot the ball well, uh, he, he talked about, Gabe did, um, you know, he's got a shooter's mentality, he wants to keep shooting, he's got he's trying to keep up his confidence and all that, and I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, this, the numbers uh, are not in your favor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> guy, maybe try something different. And uh, maybe that uh, that Wisconsin game is one they they can look at and say, hey, you know what? If, if you can do this for our team, leave the three point shooting the other guys. Do this, and you'll bring a lot of value. This is what we're looking for from you. Indeed, I mean uh, nobody scored a bunch against Miami, but I remember he had double digits. Is there any doubt that this is his team? I mean, when you take a look at the makeup of that roster, and it's late in the game, and, may, and maybe the uh, the game has gotten closer, they've given up a lead or whatever, and and one of the guys on the floor wants to call the other four around him, and you know just bring him into a huddle. It, it, it's got to be his voice, right? It's his team going forward, is it not, Dave? Oh, yeah, and I think it was in a lot of ways last year. You know, Isaiah Brockington also brought a lot of leadership to the floor in a lot of ways. But Kalsher, given his experience, given that that uh, buy-in on the identity identity on the defensive end for Iowa State, I think he really does set a tone for the rest of the team. And he's got, he, he doesn't do it by bringing a lot of attention to himself, but if you watch, you, you'll see. He's usually kind of the first guy to say, hey, guys, gather up here. Here's what he they need to do to tighten up on defense or, or things like that. So he's a little bit on uh, quiet about it, but he's certainly a guy who really is not disputed at all. He's one of the top leaders, if not the number one leader among the players on the team. Speaking of college basketball, there is some proposed rule changes. I don't know if you saw this. Yeah, but I did. That was good. One of them. Uh, well, well, one of them's okay. One of them stinks. Well, just what we need an extra media timeout. You know, every time I watch a college basketball game, it says good. <laughs> I just wish there was another media timeout in there. But in all honesty, the flopping rule, which has become mm-hmm. just ridiculous. And you watch the difference between watching an NBA game and a college game, it is stark. The way the game is officiating, guys just jumping in front and getting that charge call. Is this welcome in your mind, college basketball, and at the very least hoping to get the refereeing a little bit better and the flopping going away? Yeah, I don't know if you're going to get rid of flopping. I mean, even with with the flop rule, right, it was still there. It was so inconsistently right. enforced. There would be there would be plays where it's like, all right, a guy, a defender hits the floor. There was definitely contact with, with the offensive player, but – there's no whistle, and, and I'm sitting there thinking, well, it either has to be a flop or it has to be an offensive foul. You can't just go no call there because somebody did something, uh, and, and the guy on the floor is the result. And, and so so much of that is just left to the interpretation of the officials that it's hard for them, even the really, really good ones, to discern between what is a flop and, and what isn't. So uh, if you want to get rid of that rule, I'm, I'm kind of all for it. But the, the main thing they have to do really is stop rewarding guys who do flop and, and handing out charges because as long as the 
you know, the flop rule was meant to discourage that, mm-hmm. but it really didn't have an immediate effect. It was, I can remember once in the last season that Iowa State got called for two flops in the same game, and that resulted in a, a technical free throws for the opponent. All right, well, I mean, how big a penalty is that, really, during the course of a season? Whereas if you stop rewarding offensive players, or I uh, stop rewarding defensive players for flopping and, and handing out charges indiscriminately, then that'll go a lot farther than, than a flop rule would. Uh, and I agree with you on the, uh, the additional... TV timeout. I don't know how that's actually going to help the game at all, or is it meant to shorten the game over? I don't know what the idea is behind that. Uh, in additional immediate timeout, I don't. I don't think really serves the the purpose of, of making games better to watch. No, I, I'm with you, Dave. The only thing, and what we're talking about right now is everybody. Well, most of you know, 16, 12, 8, and four mm-hmm. are the are are the timeouts or the first whistle after that. Uh, after that, now it's going to be 17 or the proposal, which I don't think will pass. 17, 14, 11, 8, and five. So is, is this a, just an opportunity? We see how much um, TV networks are going to pay for college inventory. Is this so they can sell more college advertising inventory? I mean, this this rule. Nobody wants this. As Trent said, nobody's looking for more commercials. Yeah, I should I should ask? I, I haven't delved in this too much for so, you know, is that for both halves or just the second half? No, I think it's because, for both. Yeah, that's okay. how I read it yeah, too. So that that that's a total of one additional because you do have the five media timeouts in the second half. It's just one of them happens to coincide with a team timeout, which seems to me a better idea than having five designated media timeouts plus. The team timeout. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't I don't know what they're trying to get after here with, with that whole proposal. I am of a mind, and this is this is maybe just me. I think they should follow the same pattern that they did with women's basketball a few years ago. Divide it up in the quarters. You get one media timeout per quarter. They they still manage to figure out a way, and, and there is that bonus, a team timeout that also turns into a media timeout in the second half. And they managed to to really improve the game flow with that. And, and the, the other part of that is they eliminated the one and one. And five fouls is a limit, mm-hmm. and after that, it's two fouls the rest of the half on, on non-shooting fouls. And I think that both those changes worked out really well, well for the women's game because it picked up the pace, games actually got shorter, and it didn't take away from any of the excitement of the game, at least in my mind. So I, I would love to see the men's game follow that example if they really want to you know, move the game, uh, get, get a little more flow into these games. and That and maybe you know, cut back on the number of video reviews would go a long way. Four players drafted into the NFL, a high watermark, certainly of recent history of Iowa State football. You know, we've seen Matt Campbell and what he has built with this program, but what does that signal to you? Getting four guys, including oh, the guy at the end, but also nearly ending that streak with Brees Hall early in the second round. What does that say to you about the way that Matt Campbell has built this program? Well, it says a lot about the level of talent he's bringing in first and foremost and the way they're developing that talent. Talent. They identified Brees Hall very, very early in the process and were the first, to, or at least among the first, to offer him a scholarship at the, at the Power Five level. And that obviously went a long way with Brees to, to help, you know, make that decision to go to Iowa State. So they identified his talent pretty early and he rose up to be a pretty well regarded recruit, but he wasn't at the time Iowa State made their offer. And of course, the Brock Purdy story is an interesting one, too, because he was kind of a late bloomer and, and kind of snuck in almost under the, the radar with his commitment. Uh, if it wasn't for the fact that Alabama had some interest, I, I don't know that a lot of people would have really taken notice uh, when he first committed to Iowa State. Mm-hmm, but true. those guys really developed and improved. You can say the same for for Mike Rose and and the other guys that got drafted and and some of the other guys you know who are coming back this season that that will be on the radar of the NFL. And that is something that helps. Also, it just kind of builds on itself. And the fact that you, you recruit some higher talent, you develop that, you get them to the NFL, that draws more talent. 
and, and guys who are interested in the NFL because when you look at it, and we can talk about NIL and so we're blue in the face, and, and we will, I'm sure. <laughs> but the, the key thing is that for 95%, if not more, of, uh, of high, even high-level recruits, the two things they want is to play for winning programs and get to the NFL. And those are things that if you can prove you can do that, that just makes it uh, more likely that you can improve the talent that you're recruiting in the first place. So that's, those are big steps in terms of building a program for anyone much less Matt Campbell himself. Did it surprise you that Mike Rose was not drafted? A little bit. I, I, I figured maybe, you know, there was a team out there that was just going to fall in love with that that effort and the intelligence he brings, and he, he's faster than the typical linebacker. I don't know what his combine or pro day numbers were. Maybe they weren't all that impressive on the NFL scale, so maybe that hurt him. I don't know exactly, but uh, I think it, it would not surprise me if the, in the least of all the undrafted free agents that came, came out of Iowa State in this year's class. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all. He's the guy who sticks in the NFL the longest. Will McDonald got a chance in the first-round streak ending. Xavier Hutchinson, maybe. Who who are you putting your money behind? It's a shot you're going to get plus money here, but who would you think could end the streak uh, coming up in 2023? I'd say McDonald is more likely. Uh, he's just kind of freakishly, freakishly athletic for his position. Hutchinson, very athletic, but on the wide receiver scale, where you got a lot of freak athletes in the first place, he doesn't really stand out among among that group. In a tremendous fashion, he's, the best thing he has going for him is that he is very productive, and that's why he's an all-Big 12-level guy. But he doesn't do anything on the field that makes you really explode with excitement in the way that a, a lot of first-round receivers do. Now, that's not to say he couldn't go in the first round. I don't know what the rest of the class is going to be like come next year's draft, and, and maybe there will be a need for that position, and he'll get, a, he'll get a shot. But Will McDonald, what he brings at the defensive end, is something that is kind of rare and that athletic ability and that ability to rush the passer. And as we talked about before, if he can round out his, his game, make it more complete by being a better run stopper, I think that would make him a no-doubt first-round kind of guy. Sounds as though the three AAC schools that will join the Big 12 will do so at the in time for the 2023 season. The $35 million asked to leave the conference early. That's been negotiated now essentially in half. Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. And those three schools, did you realize this trend? They finished 1-2-3 in, the, in, last, in football last year in the American Athletic. Uh, sounds as though 2023, Dave, those three plus BYU will join the conference? Yeah, it's, it's trending that direction, and it'll be interesting to see if Oklahoma and Texas are in the mix at that point and whether the Big 12 will be able to, you know, get rid of the division or not get rid of, but if, if they go with the division lineup or if they can, you know, get, get the rule changed so they don't have to have a division and have a conference championship right. game. I think, I think the Big 12 in the long run, whether it's a 12-team, 10-team, 14-team league, whatever it is, down the road, uh, I think, I think, and I think this goes for every conference. You're better off, I think, having a pod system where you have mm-hmm. two or three designated teams you're going to play against every year, and not necessarily divisions. But then you rotate through the rest of the league uh, on, an, on an annual basis, and and you can set this up. You got to be smarter than me, obviously, to do this, which isn't a high bar. But you can set this up to where you can you can play a home and home with every one of your opponents at least once during the course of a four year span. So you can sell your recruits and say, hey, you're going to play. Home against this team, you're going to play at this team uh, during the course of your career if you if you stick around for four years, and I think that's uh, that's good for the sport. I think that's good for fans. They get to see every team in your league instead of going, 
I don't know, years and decades yep. between, say, Iowa and Ohio State, maybe. Yep. But I'm just picking two teams out of thin air. Yep, good stuff. Dave Sproul, 1430 KASI, 1430 KSI. By the way, Royce Lewis, your the Twins rookie shortstop, gets his opportunity in the bigs tonight. Now, sadly, Correa is going to be down for a while, but um, what kind of player do you think he's going to be? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, there, there was there were reports when he came back from the ACL injury that he missed all of last season with that uh, he's probably not a shortstop anymore because that might limitate or put limitations on his mobility. So we'll see how he does at the major league rec level. I'm excited to see what he can do, and and also just as intrigued. I mean, he's hitting very well at AAA, and uh, if, if that continues at the major league effort level, do they keep him around? Maybe try him a different position when Correa comes back and and see how it works out there. Of course, he. You know, you can kind of probably another injury happening because that's the nature of the game these days. Uh, but uh, I, I'm excited to see what he can do. And, and, you know, we've been hearing about this guy for a while. He was a number one overall draft pick. I think it was 2017. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to be fun to see uh, what he can do at the big league level, at least for, you know, 10 days or so. Dave Sproul, great stuff, Dave. Talk to you in a week's time. Thank you, Dave Sproul. Always a pleasure. Yeah, appreciate it. Dave Sproul, KSI 1430 AM. Sunday night baseball this week, Dodgers-Cubs. Dodgers Cubs tonight postponed. Oh no, that yeah. was this afternoon. One twenty. There goes my afternoon. Well, I'll watch races. Okay, you got the Kentucky Oaks. I do. You going to be betting on the Phillies? Uh, maybe, maybe one small. I've got a fifteen to one shot. Shaheen. Shaheen. Uh-huh. Shaheen. Me, I'm going to take a write, stab at her. She's write that down. To one. Right. The horse to beat is Nest, but I'm going to try and beat her with a fifteen to one play. We will do this. Let's give you a chance to play, shall we? The first four of you. Boy, somebody jumped the gun early. Ready to go, huh? They we're ready to go. The first four of you right now at 284-5966-515-284-5966. You'll give us a letter, A, B, C, or D. We'll give you the corresponding horses that go with that letter. If your horse wins the Derby, you'll get a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up gets 25 that's the way we'll do it. Claxon's Barbecue, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Prairie it's Meadows. It's out the back door. Yeah. It literally is. If you leave the back way through the south entrance or exit of Prairie, it's, it's right there. If you're getting a ring, that means you're in. Stay there. Claxon's next. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.1. Podcasts you'll love. Trent Condon here for the Grumpy Goat Tavern. Sometimes after arguing with Ken on the radio show... I just need a beer. Or after a long night of calling a game, I just need a beer. My favorite place to stop is the Grumpy Goat Tavern. With two locations in West Des Moines and First Street in Ankeny, where I can stop and grab that cold one. And they have over 50 beers on tap. Of course, my favorites, the domestics, but if you're more adventurous, they have you covered. And it's not just drinks. The Grumpy Goat Tavern takes bar food to a new level. I'll see you next time at the Grumpy Goat Tavern. The NBA playoffs are here, and the action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? Well, with DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay. Put a bunch of bets together, which team will win. Total threes made. They got player props, total rebounds. All of that, put them all in there, boom, you got a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet 
back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use promo code KXNO. Bet $5 on any NBA team just to win their game. You'll get $150 in free bets if they do. Promo code KXNO only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. I will only new customers. Only restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, our final segment of the week. Before we get to the Claxons giveaway, our friends in Winterset, of course, they were hit hard by that tornado. Yeah. Uh, they're having a charity concert in, it's actually the St. Charles area, uh, uh, on Saturday night, starting at 5 o'clock. There's a whole bunch of bands that will be at the Talk Shop Lounge on St. Charles Road in St. Charles. Uh, Jason Brown. Uh, Robert Deitch, I'm reading, I don't know, none of these people. <laughs> but they're going to be there, and we invite you to do the same. No admission, just a free will donation if you're so inclined. There'll be raffles. Uh, but Winter said if you're in the area, nothing to do on Saturday night, want to go out, maybe get with some of your neighbors, some of your friends uh, in that community. They'd love to have you. Uh, charity concert for Winter Set. Five o'clock gets underway. Talk Shop Lounge. Uh, in St. Charles. Jim, John, Jay, Chris, hope you can all hear me. These are the rules. We'll give you, you give me a letter, A, B, C, or D. We'll give you five corresponding horses that go along with that, uh, with that letter. You can only win once. So meaning if you have group number whatever and the winner and the second place finisher are both in that group, you don't get both. Uh, you only get one. We'll go to the third place horse to give somebody else a chance. Uh, Jim is up first. Jim, welcome to Miller and Condon. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing fine. A, B, C, or D, Jim? I'll take B. B. You get horses one. No. B, B, B. B is in Bob. Did you say? Okay. Yep. Yep. Horses one, two, three, four, and five. I think you, I love okay. your number. Love your number. You get the Iowa owned horse, Modonigal. You get the in all the in all likelihood the favorite epicenter. Uh, I think you're going to be eating some barbecue, Jim. Thanks for playing. Hey, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. You do the same. John is next. John, B is gone. A, C, or D? Let's go with C. C is the four out, five outside horses, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. I don't envy your spot, although I do like 16 Cyberknife. He's one of my long shots. Real quick story on Cyberknife, John. So the owner of this horse... He was uh, um, contracted prostrate, prostate cancer. The tool or the method that they knew that they used to eradicate his prostate cancer mm-hmm. was something called a cyber knife. Oh wow! He named his horse oh, cool. after the tool that saved his life. Cyber knife number sixteen. Part of your group, John. John, thanks for listening. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Jay is next. Hi, Jay. Yeah. A or D, Jay? You get A or D. Uh, let's go with A. A is 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. All right? Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. it. Take care. And uh, Chris is next. Chris, you're the last one in. How are you? Real good. Good. So, Trent, if my... Uh, what's left? D. D. That's what Six, I thought. Six, seven, I did eight, it right. nine, ten. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, Chris. That's what you are uh, left with. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You got a pretty good group. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Good luck to you. Good luck to everybody that's betting on the Derby.
um, which I will be. Epicenter? That's, 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 he'll be the favorite. I've got uh, Charge It. He'll be 20-1. to That's one. the eight horse. That's the eight horse. Cyber Knife is number 16 we just talked about. Mm-hmm. He'll be 20-1. to one. I'm going to use the Japanese horse. He's a huge, just a wild card. Uh, go, uh, what's his name? Crown uh, Pride. Crown Pride, yep. Uh, number seven. And then Mo Donegal, who I think can win the race. That's the Iowa-owned, or at least partly owned, Mo Donegal and Jerry Crawford. What about the the horses that are coming over from like the Arab Emirates? Well, so that's that's where Crown Pride. That's Crown Pride. Yeah, okay. he made his last. There's two of them. Summer is tomorrow. Who uh, who's going to get in somebody's way turning for home? Okay, because <laughs> you'll be going the other way when the running starts. <laughs> you'll be doing the moonwalk. How many were crossouts for you of the twenty horse field? I, I eliminated ten. Ten. It's a, such a tough race to win. Yeah, such a tough race. These are the best three year olds in the world. You only get to run in the Kentucky Derby once, right? If you miss it. You can't come back for it next year. Well, we weren't ready this year. We'll be ready next year. No. Uh, it's for three-year-olds only. World's most famous horse race. You can watch and wager at Prairie. I think post time's about 540 in that vicinity. Yep. 540. Mo Donegal, if he wins, what does that mean? It well, means huge locally. money for the um, for the breeding rights. Mm-hmm. I mean, the purse is one thing. I think if he wins the race, they get like $1.8 million for winning. The breeding rights, uh, stud uh, fees, stud fees for a Kentucky Derby winner, be through the roof. Because even Patty O'Prado before made a he lot passed of money. Away, yeah, made a lot of money, and he finished third, third in the Derby. Third, yeah. I mean, Luch and Alba have the he the hot stallion in the world right now. Oh yeah, not this time. He's got a couple of his offspring in here, and and he does his thing three times a day, <laughs> and they just sit back and collect. What a I don't know fifty thousand dollars every time. Not this time. Needs a lady friend. <laughs> Every day, three days a week. It's like an annuity, is what it is. Murph and Andy, next at 1 o'clock. The Fanatics at 3. A thorough derby breakdown at 6 o'clock with Emery Songer and myself on Emery Plus One. We're Miller and Condon. Trent and I are here every Monday through Friday from 10 until noon. We'd love to have you join us on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX.